This is going to be one of the most irritating things because I already know it. I already know it. This phone is going to shut off on me. I'm going to have no idea that it's going to shut off on me. What happens? I've described this so many times. Maybe I shouldn't even bother. But this phone, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have a service provider. So it just like it starts doing this, this emergency tone. And it takes over the microphone and the ear thing. Oh, it's so annoying. And it shuts off this recording. So I'm just, I can just, oh, I can feel it. And it's going to hurt me. But uh, no introduction song. So we'll just keep going. Once again, I'm going to, I'm going to talk. I have a terrible feeling. It's going to cut me off. But I literally sit here and I have podcasts in my brain. And I think, ooh, I should uh, hit record and just voice these these thoughts but unfortunately they're more brilliant inside my head and i'm able to articulate it a little bit better than by verbal word but uh i was thinking about this thing and i hate it i hate this idea of like what's the greatest invention ever and people sit there and they think about it and they have their answers and i think it that's those are dumb questions what's and my answer would be posed as a question almost is like what's the greatest time in history and it's so stupid because the greatest time in history is the present and it will always be the present time. We're living in the greatest times ever. Right now. And you may have some romantic idea of what the world was at a certain time. And wish you could maybe visit that point. You know, like the think of the World War Two era. And you may not... I don't know. They, they, they really do. They portray it in this incredible light you know shakespearean type atmosphere of beauty and perfection and keeping yourself well kept and incredible uniforms <laughs> i don't know why you know but it's true the clothing and everything it was just people really took pride in themselves it seems like and you think about a term that is not even we don't even know it in in my generation and generations after and but like the idea of this war effort that people i'm going to keep checking this phone hopefully it doesn't shut up but people would literally like you would put out steel you know scrap metal for the war effort you'd put out your fat in jars can you imagine you're making bacon and all the fat left over from the bacon you're saving it and putting it out on a certain day and the military would come by that's my air conditioner 
great timing. That they, you know, they come by and pick up your fat from your, should I say rendered fat? And they would make, uh, you know, they'd make gunpowder out of that. I, I can't think of what the hell comes out of fat. Probably on Fight Club. Who knows? But that, isn't that insane? And so you sit there and might go, ooh, that, that sounds interesting. Interesting times and people were really together. It's like, people don't come together. We do this pretend come together thing. You know, we're not, we're not united in any way. We haven't been united. And we're, it, it's, what is this? What's America? What's this idea? So, you know, you go back to this thing of what's the greatest invention ever. People love to say the computer, but when the computer was invented, it was crap. It's the people today that are still innovating and inventing computers. They're the greatest inventors. Is the people... And the products now, or devices that we use, whatever it is, it's now. It's not. It's not what was invented, and when. Okay, so that is true in maybe a timeline, chronological sense, but it's what is going on now. And I, I used to think, you know, people would say. Even Joe Rogan sort of says this, like, you you wake up today, how you, we don't know the past technology. Like, if the world started over somehow, and we needed people to keep to continue creating electronics or whatever we have, and we don't know the foundation of, of where those electronics and, and stuff derive from, and we go, oh but you know, like we needed to go back or something we don't need to go back technology has evolved so far all that stuff's obsolete you know like think think of a bite when I was younger this guy brought in a bite of memory and it was literally and he, you know they said it was like a skateboard it was like half of a skateboard with this giant metal handle and that 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 green you know motherboard type stuff which that's not the right word but if anyone knows that green electronic board I mean it looked like uh, the inside of a, an old guitar amp it was insane and that was one byte of information and the guy held up what did he hold up because this doesn't even yeah I guess he did he held up a three and a half inch hard disk and was like there's a thousand four hundred of these things the half the skateboard uh, in this one disk and that was like kinda crazy but you know I'm a young kid and I can't comprehend this stuff and now that 1.44 megabyte of information on a on a disk 
you know, the next step was CD-ROMs, and they held about 700 megabytes. So, you know, now the disc holds now almost, you know, 600 some odd times the amount of a hard disk. And then you go DVDs, which were 4.7 gigabytes. What a leap there. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, it. there's no reason to go back to the byte. There's no reason to, to, to understand the hardware that existed how many ever years ago that was. Jeez. I was probably, it probably was. It probably was 30 years ago that this guy was showing this demonstration. That doesn't seem right, but I'm going to go with it. It was a long time ago. I might have been older. I might have been, yeah, so let's say 25 years ago. I don't know. But yeah, so there's this seemingly necessary information of the past that we that we hold on to, but in reality, no. It's gone, and we don't need to know that anymore when it comes to electronics. You know, maybe electrical, we still need to understand basic schematics, but the hardware to what exists now it's not important anymore but we hold on to that we just we think that if all information was wiped out we'd wake up tomorrow and we'd have to start back at the foundation but we're already miles away from that and the and the kids today there is no ne need to understand archaic coding or whatever else might be because there's yeah and I could be wrong about that but it still goes to what I'm saying is like no the person who figured out bytes okay cool that you were able to take this giant waste of materials that held one byte of information but now what we have is so much greater no and without the guy the path wouldn't be blazed but all this nonsense so yeah I just think I those questions are kinda dumb to sit here and to be talking into this crazy phone here and to think that uh, to, to give the original computer um, whatever the word is god man my brain I'm literally in bed trying to sort of go to sleep and my mind is racing and I'm hocked up on Kirkland chocolate from Costco. Gotta love it, man. They have like their own recipe of chocolate. Their own copyrighted literal brand and flavor of chocolate. Whether it's that macadamia nut caramel covered 
I don't know. Is it dark chocolate or they have their they have their, you know, coconut, not coconut. Jeez, that's a different chocolate. It's the almond covered chocolate. It tastes the same, but it's great. Gotta love it. It's like high quality. So I'll probably sit here with heart palpitations from all the caffeine and won't be able to sleep. <laughs> but to give credit to the original computer and whatever it could do, which was like back then the computer and like why they even did this it would punch out letters on cards or something, I don't know. But to sit there and go, well, because of him, it's like, ah, that's a tough one, man. And I get it. And we think that, you know, I was thinking about religion. You know, you can't help it. If you're raised in a religion, then you wonder, was it better for me to be a part of a religion at a young age and the indoctrination and all this and to have literally the scaffolding for this concept of what life is or should I have been raised by wolves but even that the wolves is structured and I would understand life through the wolves eyes but just to be some sort of free non scripted you know two dimensional platforming I don't know what the hell I'm saying but like guided down a certain path and just open to any ideas and trying to figure out what this life is on my own or is it better to have a structure and to understand you know just to even have a starting off point of what possibly could be I don't know I don't know but I was thinking about the idea of the Mormon religion and it was in the news but no one no one gives a shit anymore but that the Mormons had a hundred billion dollars in the bank and one thing I know about the Mormon religion is there's very smart people another thing that that are involved in the Mormon religion and the what they do Oh, and I gotta look at this. Unbelievable. Unbelievably, this phone is working. What they do is they have smart people. In, it's like the military. Uh, probably a bad example, but in the military, not everyone is putting their their finger on the trigger and shooting. You have whole worlds. Like you could be in the military and work laundry your whole career. You could be in the kitchen. You could be in a, a military band playing, you know, I was going to say the tuba. You could be on a ship in the Navy. And, I, I you know, this, this actually was real. When I was young, we went to the San Diego Naval Base for a scouting thing. It was like almost like recruiting, you know. So we were there, and we it was pretty awesome. For like a week, we got to st stay in barracks, eat there, see stuff going on. We had tours. We went on a bunch of stuff. 
uh, aircraft carriers, amphibious vehicles, submarines. We watched, not necessarily training, but we, we well, we sort of did. We, we saw Navy SEALs, you know, get up super early in the morning. Like the first thing they do, they go out and like swim three miles or something crazy. They say swimming a mile is insane. I would never even want to do that. But they would like, and, and they were all shredded. Arnold Schwarzenegger, crazy bodies, like beasts out on this little dock early in the morning about to jump into the ocean. Into the ocean and swim out to some designated point and swim back. And these were the Navy SEALs, man. And they showed us stuff and, you know, crazy things, high towers that were like filled with water and they'd have to go down to the bottom of this thing and retrieve something and come back up. And like people die just during training of trying to become a Navy SEAL and I guess it's not that big of a deal, whatever. There's a bug flying around that I feel like is a mosquito. The mosquitoes are insane out here. Um, I don't know, I'm gonna shut my, ow, I'm gonna shut my bedroom door. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> I might have lost my train of thought. We went to the naval base. What was I going to say about this? I had, I had a story. I was going somewhere with it. Oh, no, I've totally lost it. Um, oh, so we're on an aircraft carrier. There's this guy, and he's giving us a tour, and he was saying crazy shit to us. <laughs> At the time, there was like, you know, it's all dudes, and this is a long time ago. I'm not even, this is before 2001, I can say that, because I graduated then, 2001, and I know I wasn't graduated yet. So, uh, there was a black girl. I mean, like, there was no girls. Why did I say, it doesn't matter what race she is, but she was. She was a black girl. And she wasn't bad looking. I mean, th you didn't see any girls. And there was these guys talking to her, you know. <laughs> and the guy giving the tour, he goes, she can make a lot of money. And we're like, what? And he basically was saying how, like guys she's like one of the only females on the ship and essentially if she wanted to take money for sexual favor she'd make a killing like he basically straight up said that to her like what but the other thing he said he goes all over the the deck and there was some other parts but mainly i guess the deck and i think there was, there was multiple levels of the deck but there was these little tiny, you know, there was these lights. The lights were inside fixtures, from what I remember. They couldn't be, they weren't, it wasn't very big. Um, man, I'm trying to think of a good size, a representative size. If you did, you know... I was going to say the okay sign. I don't know why the okay sign has such a weird connotation to it. But the okay sign. But you opened up your fingers to make more of a C, right? That's about as big as the, the light fixtures were. And these, these little bulbs in there. Whatever. And he goes, he goes, there's, there's a guy on this ship. 
that his only job is to make sure all those lights are working. And I mean, you're talking about an aircraft carrier. They're pretty big. I mean, they're they're huge, honestly. They're so huge that when we were in the amphibious vehicle, we were swimming around this thing. Or not swimming, but the, the amphibious, it's taking us around this aircraft carrier, like driving through the water. And it's so big that the wall of the aircraft carrier in the water is, I don't know how many feet away, you know, we couldn't touch it, probably 10 feet away or maybe less. And the wall goes up and way over our heads and extends past us. It was insane, but he goes, that's his only job. And so this guy had it all mapped out of what sections he would go check on every single day. And that's all he did is he took like a toothbrush and he cleaned it. And he goes, and the guy giving us the tour, the tour guide, he's like, he really uh, takes his job serious and uh, enjoys his job. And you're like, what the? And it just blew me away. So... The Mormon church, getting back to that, see? Sticking the topic. Sticking the topic. They have people that have jobs in the church. A lot of the higher up guys, if you ever notice, not a whole lot of women, but there are. But the, the, the men that are higher up, they're like retired so that they can devote all their time to the religion. But they were professional, successful guys. Heart surgeons. Uh, lawyers, whatever it is. So in the church, the reason why they have $100 billion is they have accountants and financial advisors and all that that are dedicated to the cause of the religion and that believe that what they are doing is to better the religion and that when they are successful in their job which is investing money and that money is gaining interest and making more money that this is uh, a confirmation that what they're doing is correct and that that's what they're doing they're they're, they're further enriching literally the the religion. And so that's what you have, right? And what I thought of is I don't know how many people are way high up in the Mormon religion. But let's say, like, you know, you could say a hundred people, right? But let's even get crazier than, than that. And this is just thoughts I was having. And, and to show how strong of a religion the Mormon church is. Let's say there's a thousand people, and I don't know the mathematics of this, but if it was the top hundred, and let's say they're just like, we're done. The Mormon religion, we're disbanding. It's all crap. We're taking, our, we're taking the money. We're selling all the properties. We're going to sell all the churches. From this point on, no more services. No more utilizing church property. We're done. It was a sham. 
It's all bullshit. We're sorry, but we're out. And whatever it is, even if it was a thousand people, I think it would be like, they would still have, you know, a thousand people, like a hundred million dollars a piece. I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to go with it. Because if it was a thousand people at a thousand million dollars, that would be, uh, maybe that's right. Shit, no. Because a thousand would be a billion. Anyways, whatever. Let's just say that. The top thousand Mormons who they feel like they need to give the money to divide it up, the hundred billion dollars, and they got a hundred million dollars. Let's just say, whatever. $100 million a piece, and they all walk away. What would happen is the members of the church would just continue the religion. That's how crazy it is. That it wouldn't matter that the, the fellowship or the, yeah, I don't want to say members again, but these people would continue church services, whether it's in their homes, whether they do dedicate a building as a new church, whatever it may be, they would they would just start doing it. And there's such a, a foundation, there's such, once again, using the same words over and over, a formula lessons scriptures Everything is already laid out. The plan, the map. One plus one equals two. What they need to say. Every year is all laid out. To the point that if you go to a Mormon church and you go to the adult classes, they call it gospel doctrine, every fourth year is the same year. It's like seminary in the Mormon church. If you go to seminary during your junior high or high school years, it's the same thing. The first year, which, it, you know, rotates, but let's just say it's your first year. It's the Book of Mormon. The second year is the Old Testament. The third year is the New Testament. And the fourth year is the Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl of Great Price. It's the same thing. So you have people who are lifetime, you know, dedicated Mormons. God, there was a, there was a better way of putting that. That have heard these lessons and these ideas over and over and over, and they and they. They love the they love to share. If you go to a Mormon church, you'll be in those classes. The same people love to say whatever they want to say every every Sunday. They they gotta say something, and they they continue it on. These people, they continue on their Mormon careers. You know, and they, they know what's going to be touched upon and what's not going to be touched upon. Like, if you wanted to be, right now, if you're a Mormon, that's what you should do. 
if you're like 18 years old or however, if you're very young, really, like, dude, can you imagine? You could be like, you could literally be a star Mormon. If every year you took notes of things that you liked during that course, literally, and the courses that are being taught, and then that, that next fourth year, you just bring up all the crazy points that you heard before. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, but it's all there. It's the same thing. So the church, once again, disbands. I was going to say unrobes, but I don't know if that would. But it, it goes away. And they want to use their words, which wouldn't really, wouldn't really uh, go with what I'm saying. But they scatter. Whatever it is. Whatever biblical word. I was going to say apostasy. I don't know. But uh, it's gone. It would just go right back. And people would need it. They would want it. They're so used to going to church every Sunday. They would be like, man, I, I want to go. And they would just start it right back up. Same thing. It would start over. The people running the church, if they, if they screwed them over, took everything, said, you guys are on your own, whatever, it would just start right back up. It would be like a, a mountain. It's, 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 it's a never-ending mountain. If you knocked over the mountain, pushed it all over, and flattened it out, people would start building that mountain back up. One rock at a time, they'd just slowly build it, build it. And before you know it, then a, a couple of years, it'd be back. The mountain would be back. And Adam Carolla called it. He said, uh, if you put a beaver on top of the Empire State Building, he'd start looking for wood. He'd, he'd be trying to create a dam on top of the Empire State Building. It's the same thing. It's insanity. But that's what I think is will happen and going to happen. No matter what. No matter what, we are what we are. And if you take it all away, we will, we will come right back and do what we know. It's kind of insane. Isn't it? It's like, it's just, it's crazy. And there's nothing new about anything, really. And that part kind of sucks. You know, there's, there's things out there, maybe, where you can have some experimental new way or sound like guitar guitar if you knew nothing about guitar and you started playing it and somehow figured out how to, how to you know somebody at least said hey this is this is what a guitar sounds like in tune and you could tune each string and they didn't tell you anything and you just played it and you figured out scales You'd be like, what? Because that's sort of what happened to me to, with the scale part. I was taught chords and strumming. 
but I figured out scales and it's like yeah that already existed I didn't find this out and most techniques with guitar they're there but now we have synthesizers and whatever else that can maybe change music and the way it sounds but it's still the same thing still scales and chords and I guess you can plug in music theory which oh, I'm close people I'm close I swear I'm close to being a good guitarist and musician but I just don't I can't figure it out so many things in my life I just I haven't figured it out Spanish is the same thing man I know words but I, I just I gotta figure it out I don't understand exactly how to put it all together it's very sloppy it's very man I remember as a kid I was watching like some Mickey Mouse literally Mickey Mouse <laughs> Not some, yeah. What is that term? Like some Mickey Mouse operation. But I wasn't trying. But it literally, a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Where they were like trying to make a cake or something. And they couldn't make the cake. Like the cake, it was always screwed up. You know, like the cake wasn't fully cooked. It was just gooey. They pushed on it. It was just all liquidy in the middle. And that, I, that's the way it is with me. It's like, I got I got all the in, ingredients or something. I don't even, I, that's not true when it comes to my guitar playing. I, I don't have all the ingredients. But somehow I can slap it together, but it's just not, it's not going to work, man. It's not this beautiful, edible looking cake. Might be all right. And if you like cake batter... You might like it, but if you're like, yuck, cake batter, gross. Salmonella, the eggs aren't cooked, yuck. And that's how some people would see it. Some people who know how to make a cake would see that and be like, what are you talking about? And some people eat the cake be like, I like it. It's pretty good. But they don't know what a real cake is. And that's my guitar ability <laughs> to an extent. My shitty, weird, literal liquid bubbles in the middle it just looks like shit. I gotta figure it out, man. I don't know how. And the same thing in my Spanish. My Spanish, I just don't, I'm not there. I don't understand it. They throw weird things in. I don't know the, that you know, L, L, uh, could be masculine for a word but then they throw l in other weird places and all of a sudden they i had a saying i used to love to say what the hell man i don't like to say it anymore i don't know it's weird it died it died but i used to say it all the time and i i think i was stuck i was obliged to say this saying that i for years i said it and it came i don't even know why i, I I do know why. It's the history. There's this guy named Ford. He wanted to talk to me, so I'd, I'd see him. I'd go, what the hell, Ford? And then he'd laugh. And, like, that's how we started talking. It's insane. I like the dude. He's gone. I don't know where the hell he's at. 
I'd love to find him. I keep reaching out. But every one or two years, I reach out to his brother. And I'm like, tell him. Tell him I say hi. And he's not even responding anymore. I used to see him at Walmart, his brother. But, uh... <laughs> I was like, man, what's the translation to this? And I don't know. I think I maybe even Googled it. And there is no... Like, if you ask someone who speaks Spanish, they don't know how to translate, uh, translate that. What the hell, man? But if you translate, it's like, Lo que el infierno, hombre. And it's like, lo, lo que, and that's the other thing, K. I guess K is what? But I don't know what the hell lo is. Infierno's hell. But like, I don't, I don't know. All of a sudden, there's this lo... I, that's uh, odd, man. It's odd, but I try. That's what I, I love trying. Sometimes it gets exhausting trying to speak Spanish to people. And I always say this. I hate it when people say, I understand it. I just can't speak it. Like, no, you don't. Because I'm completely the opposite. I can speak it way better than I can understand. I don't know what the hell people are saying. Every once in a while, I catch, I go, oh, okay, I get this one. But then I can't, you know, speak what I, I'm, it's very difficult uh, to express, hmm, I would just love to be able to speak Spanish better. Same thing with the guitar, I'd love to be able to play it. And it's so impressive when somebody can. You know, and you think about it, too. You're like, ooh. You know, my, uh, my, uh, sister's mother-in-law speaks, I think she just speaks Spanish, and, and I think, ooh, I'm gonna try it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some words to her. And then someone else does it first, and they speak way better, and you go, ooh, I'm very happy I did not try to talk Spanish to this lady, go oh, would have been embarrassing. Embarrassing, especially in front of somebody who is bilingual. Like, damn. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I need a commercial break. <laughs> By the way, uh, be nice on the comments to the Ant Philippian. Oh, no, I do know what I was going to talk about. I thought about this. I shouldn't be bringing it up. Oh, man, but I'm going to have to now. Because I brought it up. Arizona, nobody cares. Like, there's this weird thing of like, oh, you know, you listen to podcasts. People are like, you can't say the word retard anymore. Arizona... Everyone says retard. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I swear to you. And nobody gets offended by it. God, everyone says it. But I think I know the reason why it's offensive. And I think I know why we need to... We could change the way we say it. It's like the N-word with the hard R. Right? That's not good. Any real form of it isn't good. But the hard R, that's the thing, right? Like people say it. He said the hard R. Well, with the R word, it's the hard E. 
If you don't say the hard E, I think it's better. People are starting to say it now. Like retard. The old retard. But when you say re, that's where it's offensive. Because retard is how it's supposed to be said. You know? So, and the real offense to that, to retard, like that, all the words really, you're not supposed to say it to someone that actually has mental problems of whatever. You know, even mentally handicapped, you're not supposed to say that. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, you don't call those people the derogatory, derogatory word, but if you, I don't know, we should be able to call people who don't have it that word. And it should not be offensive because you're obviously not retarded. But if you are, then yeah, that's offensive. But people, third party, overhearing, they take offense for somebody else. Isn't that crazy? And they're not even insulting the other, the, the person. It's like, if, if you're talking about my dad, damn, dude, I hope I didn't just get bit by a mosquito right now, but I might have. If you're talking about my dad, I might get offended. Uh... But if you're not talking about my dad and you're describing something that is similar than maybe my dad does or has, I won't get offended. But if you're specifically talking about him saying something, okay. But that's the deal. If, if somebody in your family is mentally messed up some way, I'm not, and I'm not describing them specifically, but I'm saying something else about mentally handicapped people. Why would you get offended? I don't know. It's weird. And when did, I don't know. Jeez, I should just stop. I should just stop. But I, and one thing I don't understand because I, I came from a different era, I guess. God, I think I just got bit by a mosquito. But I didn't know uh, Down syndrome people were lumped into the category of the R word. They never, I never, I, they were a whole nother thing. I, I don't think they ever called them that. I don't know why they're considered a part of the R word. What? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but but that's what people do now. They'll sit there and say, you know, instead of using the the R word, they'll say this guy's got downs or something. But that's they were never they were never part of that. Down syndrome did not equal mental retardation, and that used to be the thing. That used to be a term, man. And they used, it used to be a medical term. 
they, you know, uh, emergency 911, that show, they would talk about how uh, medics, if you were unconscious, to see if you were mentally, had mental retardation, they would rub their knuckles into your chest. And if your arm came up to your chest, like your, your they, and that's the other thing, that stereotype ain't even around. But if it came up to there, then they knew that you really damaged yourself badly. Whatever accident or whatever thing you did. One of the, if you remember that show, Emergency 911, they had a guy who was like huffing paint. And I think the guy huffed so much paint he went unconscious and he literally like destroyed his brain. And I don't know if he quit breathing or what happened. But now I have to say it. Now I have to go into the story. Oh, man, I want to say his whole name, but I'm not. But I grew up with a kid. I really didn't. He was older than me. But there was this kid in my neighborhood. Oh, shit, I can see things flying around. And this kid shot himself in the head with a 22. And it was a rifle. And he became mentally retarded. And they, the parents, that's what they said. And his arm was up and everything. You know, like they they don't even do that anymore. No one even does that, right? Remember when kids they they like beat their chest? And you you it's like a pterodact no, a Tyrannosaurus Rex arm, but you're bringing in your uh, hand more to your chest and kind of to the side. That used to be the sign. And, like, you would see people walking around like that. And it probably still this day. Like, there's people who have gotten into car accidents and really smashed their head where they're like, that's just the way the arm goes up. I don't know. I don't understand. But that was like a medical thing. But anyways, this kid, that's what they would say. That's what happened to him. He did this thing to himself. And, and, you know, he could still talk and everything. He, he talked pretty all right. And he was actually hilarious. Oh, shit. I think there's a mosquito trying to bite me. But he literally did, like, Ace Ventura impressions. He would do that all righty then. I've probably said this so many times. Probably after, but he literally did. He was like, oh, anyways, he was hilarious. And uh, I don't even know why, but him and his mom used to come over to our house. And we had a living room. Man, was it called a living room? And, like, people, my mom had it where there was, like, a couch and a couple chairs and a piano. And they would sit, you know, like, people would visit us. And that was the, that, that was the first room that you entered in the house. And we'd sit around and talk, like, you know. And honestly, it was a religious thing, too. Like, people, uh, if you haven't gathered, I'm Mormon. That's the, that's the bomb I'm dropping. Not any racial bombs. But, you know, like, there was just things that were, they call them home teaching, whatever. People would just come over and, and uh, talk as well, and give lessons, whatever. Oh, son of a mother. I swear I'm getting bit. Uh, but yeah, these these weren't 
offensive, mean terms, necessarily. And if they were, we called each other, who were obviously not having problems, these words. Even racial words. People would call uh, their friends racial terms who were not that race. But if you call someone a racial term that is of that race, then yeah, that's offensive. I don't know. It's weird. We got to get to a spot, man. And I'm not there yet, but if you call someone something and they're not what you're calling them, it shouldn't be offensive. If you're calling someone something and they are that, then it shouldn't be offensive either. Somehow we got to get to that point. We probably never will. And I'm not trying to solve any racial issues. The other thing, that's what kills me, right? Is we just immediately go to these extremes. We used to have other terms. There used to be other things in the spectrum of words that we use. And we don't even use them anymore, like prejudice. Nobody even says prejudice. They immediately go to racist. You're racist. But the, you know, the idea of prejudice, prejudging someone based on whatever, the way they look, uh, whatever that may be, and then stereotypes, you might stereotype them, but no, you're not stereotyping, you're not prejudiced, you're immediately racist. Which racist, I think it's just easier. It's just easier to say it's a, it's a wildly accepted term that's understandable, but it's insanity because the term race, I guess, schism, ism, whatever. Racist means your, you believe your race and racism, your race is superior overall, which is so ridiculous. I don't know if anyone would, would honestly believe that. If they do, they do. But it's like me, the the things that I enjoy and like, guitar, talking about guitar, the best guitar players, in my opinion, are black. So, so much for having racist ideas there, you know? Like, my one of my, my basically my favorite guitarist is Robert Cray. I love Robert Cray. I don't really listen to music anymore. Now that I say that, I just, I got unlimited, uh, uh, that unlimited Amazon music thing. They had a deal where if you sign up for that, you got Disney Plus. So I was like, man, I'm going to try, <sighs> I'm going to try that and, and stream The Mandalorian. Uh, but yeah, Robert Cray, obviously Jimi Hendrix. You know what's weird? I bought an album of Kebmo. K-E-B-M-O. Any of you know who that is. And I I heard Kebmo and he was this it was amazing blues guitar. A couple songs and I can I didn't write it down. I never found it again. But then I bought this this new record, which is years ago, probably ten years ago now. 
And it wasn't like, it wasn't that bluesy style guitar. It was pretty bizarre. And something about a suitcase, I don't know. And I was sort of disappointed. It's still good, but it wasn't. I just remember hearing some Kebmo songs. I was like, whoa. But, you know, some of my other favorite guitarists, um, some of them aren't even like traditional. Talk about what I was saying earlier. The, the styles or different ways to play guitar. Sedell Davis. C-E-D-E-L-L Davis. D-A-V-I-S. You need to check him out. It's amazing. He plays with a butter knife. He's probably dead now. But if there was anyone, I, I would have loved to see Sedell Davis play. Wow, that would have been crazy. And yeah, you know, he has a, a great uh, album. I have it on CD. I should, man... Now that I'm saying this, these are these are this is the music I need to download and listen to. Um, but yeah, amazing. He plays with a butter knife. He's born polio. Great. One of my favorite guitarists. Uh, and you know I could go off. There's a band called Indigenous. And they're Native Americans. Amazing. That Los Lonely Boy, those they're they're Mexican, I guess. I don't know what they are actually. Latino, uh, Mexican could be offensive, especially if they're not. It's another one you gotta watch out. But yeah, like be honest, how many great white guitarists are there? And even then, uh, uh, they're not my style. You could say, uh, is it? No, I was gonna say Joe Satriani, but really. Steve Vai, <clears throat> you know, amazing guitarist, but they just, they just get old. Remember Tom Wiener? Huh? Anybody Tom Wiener? But yeah, I mean, uh, if I haven't said it, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, arguably, like, amazing. But you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan was sort of a... They're close, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix. But that's the beauty of Jimi Hendrix. He made it sound sloppy and like, and and man, I don't know what the word like like easy. And if you play guitar, you know it's not. He made it sound so like nothing. Jimi Hendrix, man, amazing. I'm trying to think of other guitarists or people that I like you know I do like R.L. Burnside I need to download his stuff I can only think of a couple of songs like The Devil oh man what's, what's that song Blood is the Devil in the Ink the Devil oh shit anyways yeah I love blues really and I could say other names, but like I wasn't a, a real big fan of, of Buddy Guy. But, uh, you know, sort of undeniable and around. God, I can't think of any other guitar players. But let's go to comedy. The best comedians, black people. Cat Williams. Cat Williams really was like the next generation Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Amazing. Probably the best. Who's better than him? Lavelle Crawford. I love Lavelle Crawford. Jeez. 
Man. I should be I should be downloading this. He has a you know, if you've ever seen it, that one that one stand up special where he's going shopping with his mom and he's a kid. And she's talking about like not telling him watch out not hit you know, don't hit the back of my ankle or whatever. And he sits dude, greatest. Incredible. Vel Crawford, even that he had like some little short special stand up thing where he's talking about how like <laughs> uh, talk about like prison and he sleeps on his belly. I won't go any further, but yeah, oh, damn. My brain's not working. I wanted to come up with more points of how I'm not racist. <laughs> and I want to be able to talk about racial ideas and things. Not be labeled racist. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's easy to label someone racist, and then they have to. They ha it takes so much time. Uh, to whatever the word is, uh, defend that you're not racist. It's so ridiculous. I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart, though. I'll say that. I don't know. I Now I say that. I try, man. I tried watching two of his specials. And I'll admit, there's a Richard Pryor taping. And that smoking one or whatever. I don't... I couldn't... That did nothing for me. But uh, Kevin Hart, I tried, like, two of his specials. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But then I heard something that he did... On someone's phone, it was amazing. He's cussing and saying all sorts of crazy shit. But his previous stuff was more PG and like, I don't know. There's some other comedians that are similar. Like, I hear so much stuff about. It. I try. I can't. I don't understand it. I don't understand why these people are so highly talked about and are amazing. But uh, yeah, my brain is not working. I would love to come up with more, more. But you know, let's go UFC. I love UFC MMA. The greatest fighters. I mean, arguably the the, the longest. The reason why I loved it was Anderson Silva. Amazing. Everyone wanted to watch Anderson Silva. He was literally like the Michael Jordan, household name of MMA. Amazing. And now the the champs, I mean it's Francis Ngannou, Kamaru Usman, you know these guys, they're undeniable and amazing, and great. Israel Adesanya. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to actually think about who are my favorite MMA fighters right now. You know how I used to... I thought I was going to be a champion. Was that Mark... I don't know how to say his name. Diakis? 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 D-I-A-K-E-S-E? Dude, that guy was explosive and amazing. You know who else I liked was Melvin Manhoof. God, amazing. Crazy. Crazy shit, man. Got in the UFC, didn't really do a whole lot. He lost, but prior to that, damn. 
Melvin Manhoof. Ugh, crazy fighter. Guy who's a beast. Scary. But yeah, so I mean, it's insane. I, I can't imagine anyone thinking that the race is superior when you have so many examples of uh, other people doing well. I'll say this. If you're Mormon and you're white, you have to understand you are not the chosen one. <laughs> you're just not. You, you Look even at the Book of Mormon. And the, how crazy is that, that the Book of Mormon is based on Native Americans, which are not white people. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the greatest representation of Mormons. But it's what they say, man. That very first page they talk about it. Not white people. And Jewish people are considered not white people. So, yeah, white people are not chosen. And even the second coming, what do they say? He's going to go visit the Jewish people first. So, yeah, we are not the chosen ones, white people. For sure. <sighs> so weird. Race is so weird. Everything's so weird. Like, how it's all... Why is it based off your country of origin or whatever? I don't know. I don't understand anything. Well, this episode, if I... <sighs> probably not going to go up. <laughs> It was going so well, too. Had some interesting ideas. Then I had to get into race. Why did I do that? You know, I don't get... Okay, I'm going to say this. Why is it that Latinos... Latinas, whatever... They can say the N-word. <laughs> why, why are they getting a pass to the N-word? I don't know, man. And that's the thing, it's like, it's just, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but you can tell there's something up. Even if someone has darker skin, who's not black, and they say, yeah, you could just like, ooh, you know, but in our minds we go, oh, well, they must be, you know, part black, whatever. And you find out, no, they're not. And, and, and usually... There's some, there's black people out there that have, they understand intent and they understand where you're coming from and you can, you can say stuff and talk to them. And I love it, man. When you can talk to someone and they're honest and you're able to, to have that dialogue, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and without, without anyone getting offended. But there's some black people that they get offended quick. And easy. Even if you try to joke around or say something ridiculous. Like one time I said, uh, I knew this black girl. She went to a Star Trek convention. And I was like, man, you must have been the only black people there. And she goes, no, there's a... I said, she's like, no, there's there's black people there. And I said, it must have looked like a Dalmatian. I literally said that and she got mad. <clears throat> I'm just trying to be dumb and funny or whatever. Dumb thing to say. She got mad. Uh, that's the story of my life. 
trying to be funny and people getting offended. Uh, but she was very strict about, like, not allowing white people to screw around or joke about black people. When I say black people, I, I've also heard this idea of African-American. A lot of people don't want to be called that, who are black, such as the UFC fighter Kevin Lee. That's where I first heard it from, and I thought it was beautiful. He says, I'm black American. He says, I have nothing to do with Africa. I'm fifth generation American. I, what, what, what are we talking about, African American? And I'm summarizing it, whatever. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the, the lady who got offended by me saying Dalmatian is cool. With, 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 at the time, I didn't know he's, he's Puerto Rican saying the N-word. And this Puerto Rican said the N-word a lot. And I just rationalized it. Oh, he's half black, and this guy is talking to him. He goes, no, he's just Puerto Rican. Oh, really? And he's a, he's, you know, darker-skinned dude. And I, I'm just like, I can't comprehend it. I don't know. Why does he get a pass? And every single time, though, because that's the thing. In my head, I think, I'd love to be able to say it, the N-word, but to only be able to say it in referring to other things that have been said, such as like quoting, like Paul Mooney. I would love, or Cat Williams. I'd love to be able to say the shit they say. You know, because it's funny and ridiculous, and for whatever reason, it's hilarious. Just this idea, and the, and the way they word it, it's so hilarious. You know, like uh, Paul Mooney. I'll just say brother, brother, brother instead of the end where he's like brother, 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 brother. I love it. Say it all day. Brother, 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 brother. Makes my teeth white. I mean, I don't know. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> and you go, you look at uh, Cat Williams, you, you say the dumbest brother in all brotherhood. And it's just it's the way he constructed the words the, the brotherhood and, and the way you know what I'm trying to say, how he said it. That's not a word, but it worked. And it's great. But I'll never say it because it's so cringy, too. God, it's cringy. Someone who says that it's not black saying it, God, it's cringy. Oh, man, I don't know, people. What am I doing? I'm sitting here. It's midnight. <laughs> it is 12:14 on a Saturday, <sighs> and I'm trying to defend myself and explain, elaborate. Man, I guess this is it. I gotta stop, man. I don't know. This might be <laughs> might be one of those things. I'm not gonna post this one. Who knows? Maybe the phone shut off. Nope, did not shut off. All right, one in the books.